0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas. Pete, I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, soon to be Twitterless Chris Marlar.
1: I'm getting off Twitter. How long do you think it actually lasts?
0: So, when you say you're getting off Twitter, no burner accounts,
1: no. I don't have have burner accounts.
0: Okay. All right. So, you're just deleting it and you're deleting it. okay no. okay okay to... if you don't delete it off your phone there's absolutely zero chance you're gonna get off for more than a day
1: i'll i i know that i'll sign back on as like out of out of habit
0: yeah you gotta delete, I should it.
1: delete it off my phone yeah all right i can do that
0: all right uh and you plan on doing this until easter Wednesday. sunday baby Easter sunday okay so, yeah. this is for so but here's the thing
1: about lint here's the thing about Lent. i didn't know, I know you're a big Lent. religious guy Yeah, everyone knows. If there's anything you know about me, it's that just like my room, my soul is very clean. Um, So I will say, I'm trying to think the best way to put this. So so I'm like, when I was like 19 and I was like a super, super Christian, um, I mean, I had the bracelets and everything, bro. Um, Didn't say any bad words. Didn't say a single bad word. I was like, at 19? You you flipping kidding me, crud? What the crud is that, bro? There's zero chance you were like that at some point. I swear to god. I was you like were? Okay, did you see the picture? I used to be like oh, that. I see the picture. Okay, when I was a senior in high school, I was like that's like all I did. I didn't I didn't say bad I mean like I said I was like one of those kids that said bad words like in my my room like but I was fucking damn dad like Um wow. Anyway, so I um what happened to you? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think years a, of agony in therapy. I don't think it was a girl. No, therapy made me so much better. I don't think it was a girl related. I'm trying to think of what I think. I, I remember having a very distinct conversation with Jeff. I don't think it was about me being Christian. I think this is about alcohol. And he was like, Hey, man, stop just like, stop being such a huge pussy about stuff. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I think it's I showed up with like a six pack or like a, I might even show up with like a, like a four pack somehow of like beer. He's like, Why do you think that's okay? And I was like, because I'm not gonna drink that much. And he's like, Do you think that sometime through in your life you'll have a whole twelve pack? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, So you maybe just get the twelve pack, not look like that, and embarrass me in front of people. And so really, like, this
0: is all Jeff's fault.
1: Yeah, it's all Jeff's fault for sure. Um, I don't know why I started cussing so much. It has gotten progressively worse for sure. That is something Duff was telling me, he's like, You need to like maybe, you know, turn down a tinge. Yeah. Um I feel that. To which I say like, like crud that dude, freaking flipping. What if I gave up the f word for, for Lent?
0: There's no way you could give up both that and Twitter. That's and true.
1: Yeah. What if I just gave up saying the f word on Twitter?
0: No, 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 no. That's kind of like a Venn
1: diagram of. I remember in college, my my college. Oh, I think it's because of my college coach because he he started cussing so much. Um, he's I remember a, eating, he's a
0: cussing Jesse.
1: He's I don't know what that is, but yeah. Where are yeah. all the comments? Where is everybody? Um. Oh. He had, a, I remember one time he, we were like, "I bet you couldn't go 24 hours without saying a cuss word." He's like, "I could fucking do that in a heartbeat." We're like, "Oh, it's not a great start." Yeah, and and then he was like, um, he was like, "All right, fine, I'll do it." He's like, I, "I I can do this. I'm mentally tough." Blah blah, and he's like, "We're like walking off the field, right?" And this is just an insight to our relationship. We're walking off the field, and he's like, "Let me get one more good one. Let me get one more good one." As we're walking off, he's like, Where's Marlar? Where's Marlar? And I'm like, I'm right next to you, Coach. And he goes, Fuck you, Marler. <laughs> um, anyway, there's like there's not a lot to discuss. Um, no, there's
0: not, but there have been some changes. Um yeah. well, what is new is old again. Mike Bobo. Oh
1: my is that where we're starting? I don't I don't know if Georgia fan, we're gonna lose a lot. What is old is new again? I'm I just I think you should start because I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna go about it like that. I'm gonna tell you this. I've done the research. I also lived in, in in present and past time, where I'm I'm old enough to remember the stuff that Georgia fans said about Mike Bobo less than a decade ago. Yeah, um, I
0: mean, look, I think statistically, he's actually a pretty decent offensive coordinator but i don't think that many georgia fans i won't say all i know georgia fans that like mike bobo but they do no no
1: no 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 no
0: no okay okay okay
1: i'm not letting my foot up on this at all because i watch 90 percent of georgia fans in and this i would just say on social media which is not everyone and it's usually the a small percentage but in this case with Georgia, I think it's a pretty big percentage. And I think it's a lot of listeners on the pod, too, that I, I haven't seen a lot of honest takes. I've seen some. I definitely have. I've, I've had some reach out to me and tell me like what they think. I've, I've seen people. When I say honest, I'll just say it. If you are sitting here and you're telling me that you think that Mike Bobo is a great hire, you're lying to yourself. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad hire. And I definitely think it's going to work because of the talent they have at Georgia. But if you're sitting here telling me that you think that Mike Bobo is a good hire, you're fucking lying. You're lying to me. You're lying to Tyler. You're lying to every single person here, including yourself, because it's not a good hire. And, if, and and especially if you were in the same boat that was dogging on all like the other hires that were being made around the SEC. And, and I'll say it specifically in Tuscaloosa where you were immediately and, and just narcissistically taking it back into and comparing it to you. Because I, I saw I saw actual media people that covered Georgia football saying shit like, oh, this is how you're going to compete with Kirby. Like everything has to do with Georgia because it doesn't. It just doesn't. And I think that the whole idea of of Georgia hiring Bobo and especially after the whole thing of. Uh, it, like ke- the Kevin Steele up, up. I don't think Kevin Steele's a great hire. I don't. I think right. it's a, I don't think it's a shit hire. I don't think it's a good hire. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I think it's a good hire. I did the research. I tried to find a reason to tell you it was a good hire. It's not. I, I don't I don't see it. But if you're laughing at Kevin Steele being hired and then you turn around, you have fucking Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo as your two coordinators in the year of our Lord 2023. Brother, I got I got news for you. <laughs> like, this, is, this is like it's not a fucking it's not a grown ups movie where you just hire your friends to be the, the supporting cast. OK, like this is this is real life and this is I don't think they're good hires.
0: Yeah, I, they, they came off as uh, certainly lazy hires, no yeah. doubt. I do think, you know, if you go back to Bobo being offensive coordinator at Georgia the first time around, he he was also QB coach. And I mean, I would say. The run of Stafford, you know, well, Green, David Green, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Murray is a pretty damn good run of QBs under him. So you got to feel What's good that? about
1: that. David Green, Aaron Murray, okay,
0: Matthew Stafford,
1: right, right. So it's a good okay. run. Finish, finish the thought.
0: He was a Broyles uh, Award finalist, 2012, one of his last that's years there. Field. Yeah, yeah. I'm not comparing him to Alabama. I'm just saying I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's a a bad hire. You're saying the same thing. It's just it right. felt lazy. It's like, but that's kind of isn't that historically it feels like maybe not Saban himself, but like the Saban tree, they just hire all the same coaches. Like, I remember when Jimbo was coach at Florida State, he was hiring like Sal Sanceri and Charles Kelly and like right. all these guys that you see on Bama staff. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, Muschamp hired Bobo right before he got canned at South Carolina. It's just like all these guys, you know, it does feel a little lazy. It, um, it's, it's like, like the, the most- exact opposite would be like what Clemson did. And I hate to give Clemson credit, but they went out and got TCU's OC, Lincoln Riley's brother, one of the hotter names out there, right. like totally changed it up. Georgia doesn't need to totally change it up, but I just, it just felt lazy. I don't think it's going to make them a worse team. I mean, no. losing Todd Munkin, I do think he was probably the best play caller in the country last year. So, yeah, and you will he lose something because he's gone. The program. Yeah, you will lose something because he's gone. Yeah. But I don't think Bobo going to be the reason why it's not as good as this year offensively.
1: Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start in favor of Munkin and talk about that? Do you want me to start in why? Because I think we should save why it's a bad hire for a minute. But like, like because because I have I have every which way you want me to poke holes in this, I will. And the and notebook's out. It. But I will also the notebook's out. But I will also tell you that like that there's a the reason why I don't think it's a good hire is not the like you're. <laughs> There's all right here. There's three things that Georgia fans are going to tell themselves and anybody else that'll listen. One, why would I stop trusting Kirby now?
0: And I think that's a fair but thing Kane to. Kane
1: Dickey makes a great point. He's a Kane Dickey makes a great point right now. Put it up on the jumbotron. Mike Bubba <laughs> called a fade route on fourth and two, on fourth and goal in the Auburn Penn State game two years ago. He's a clown who calls clown plays. Now, can I just tell you, by the way, you know who the quarterback was at that point? He called a touch pass from Bo Nix at the time. Not Bo Nix that we know now. Think about yeah. how bad of a quarterback Bo Nix was uh, with, with Mike Bobo even. So versus what he is now. Now, the, the first argument, why would I stop trusting Kirby now? And you shouldn't because Kirby knows a lot more about football than I do. And also, Kirby Smart like has made all these great decisions. Kirby Smart hired Munkin. Kirby Smart's also the same guy that hired, uh, what's his name? The the, the, the coordinator before um he hired munkin and after cheney mm. like and i and I, i've drawn a blank on his name sorry i'm being so loud bonbon okay that's my roommate um so <laughs> um you stop trusting kirby smart because he hired, i like kane i like kane a lot it's kane um kane! so so there's there's like that part right the other thing is well look at look at what bobo did this whole idea that, like, well, he was a great he was a great uh, coordinator for a handful of years in the in the early 2010s. You're just talking about 2012 through 2014. That's all you're talking about. And and your point is, and this is the main point, well, he was always able to do more with less, and that is a flat out lie. Like that right there, the idea that Mike Bobo has done more with less is a flat out lie. And let me tell you why. Did Mike Bobo, he, did he have 40 points per game in 2014? Absolutely, he did. He was able to put up that. It's the only. It's the first time in Georgia program history they were able to put up more than 40 points in the game. Um, I, I love this. I love this at the bottom. This, and this is the deflection you see from Georgia fans. Says, Willie Gray, I love you to death, but we are definitely going seven and five. So there's no in-between, Tyler. There's no in-between. Right. You can't say, hey, this is a bad hire, because if you do, then the response is going to be, oh, I guess we're going seven and five. No, but you could just sit here and admit that it's a bad hire and it's a lazy hire because it is that's really (laughs) Dude, you're
0: getting triggered by the comments tonight i (laughs) always do
1: so here's the thing so so in 2014 he was able to do that and the idea and this whole narrative became well mike bobo was able to do more with less was he able to do more with less or was he able to do put up 40 points in a season with hudson mason at quarterback because hudson mason at quarterback is the whole idea of they were able to do more with less you know who else is on that team tyler Todd Gurley, Sonny Michelle, and Nicholas Chubb in the same backfield. Mm. And, and before anyone even says, well, Gurley only played six games. Sure, sure. They also accounted for like 68% of that offense that year. Hudson Mason put up 24 touchdowns and 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 I don't even, I think it was like, like six interceptions. And don't even get me started on the production levels he's had at any point in his career against ranked teams. Because when you break that down, it looks real bad. But the whole idea of you know, it's it's he did great when he only had this to work with and he did great when he only had like, you know, like he did more with less. Did he really do more with less? Because in the last 10 years of him being a coordinator and that's the 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 eight what he had with Georgia from 2007 to, to 2014 and then the 2019 uh, 20 2020 season with South Carolina and the 2021 season with 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 uh, Auburn. Did he really do more with less? Or did he have seven of those 10 years where he had a five-star quarterback coming out of high school as his quarterback? Did he, did he really develop – he, is he some QB whisperer that was able to develop a bunch of quarterback talent? Or did he have two four-year starting quarterbacks with Aaron Murray and David Green that broke every seeming, like, seeming record that in Georgia program history and also in the SEC history as a career starter? Did, did he have those two things? Or is that all because of Bobo? Or is it also because he had guys like Todd Gurley, No Sean Moreno, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, AJ Green? You're talking about five star receivers. You had you had five different five star running backs that were going to Georgia in just the seven years that he was there that you were able to recruit. You had a first round, or I'm sorry, a number one overall draft pick at quarterback to, to, to work with. That was to break in your first year. You had Matt Stafford in 07 and No Sean Moreno. And the following year, you had what what did Georgia do? What did Georgia do in 2008 with Stafford and Moreno and A.J. Green besides underachieve? That's like if you really look at it, he's underachieved almost everywhere he's been, except for in that handful of years in 2012 and 2014. And 2012, listen, I think there's also a lot of reasons why you could look at this. There's not a lot of reasons. I think there's one reason you could look at this and say, hey, it'll be successful. Not just because of the talent that he's had, because he is going to have this is the third point Georgia fans will make. He's going to have more talent to work with here and at his disposal than he's ever had in his career. And that's true. And it's okay to say that while it's still okay to say this is kind of a shit hire. And there's a reason why Georgia fans wanted him out of Athens less than a decade ago. Because we're not all too old to remember that less than a decade ago, Georgia fans were over Bobo shit. And they wanted him out there because of how many times they'd seen a fucking screen pass or a trap draw. It's called on third and nine. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong at any point during this entire tirade that I'm on right now. I can't. I can't do it. Exactly. So then you go to Colorado State, and and, and then you start looking at the numbers, and they are recently, and it's like, wow, you know, he doesn't have a top 60 offense anywhere he's been, and the immediate reaction is, well, it's because the the talent's different. He's The talent he's going to have to work with, blah, blah, blah. Great. What you're replacing, what you're replacing with Todd Munkin You've never had to replace before. It is the single greatest play caller and the offensive of coordinator you've had in program history at the University of Georgia, and it's it really hasn't been close. And you look at the number like it's not just the the numbers he's been able to put up. <laughs> also, fade on fourth and goal. It's not just the numbers he was able to put up as a whole because you talk about being top four. Like this is a team that was forty sixth and sixty third respectively in in the years prior to to Munkin arriving in yards per play and yards per pass attempt. And then you look at what he did in back-to-back years. He was top four in the country in both in 2021 and 2022. That's incredible. And when you look at what Munkin was really able to thrive, where he was really able to thrive, it was from it was against playing the best competition. His numbers against, against ranked opponents, Georgia played 13 ranked opponents. This is according to CFPStats.com. 13 ranked opponents over the last two seasons combined. They put up over 30 points in in – 10 of those 13. Now, if that doesn't seem like a big deal in all the years prior to that, from 2016 to 2020, that Kirby smart was there. You know how many times they put up over 30 points against a ranked opponent? I do not. Once. Once. You know, you know what game it was. It was the double overtime game in 2017 against Oklahoma. One time in Mm. 16 different games. Todd Munkin did it 10 times in 13 times in 13 total games in the last two years. And listen, you call me out for whatever. you If you want to call it bias, you want to call it me being negative, being a pessimist, you call me for whatever you want. But don't say I didn't do my homework. And don't say that me bringing stats and factual information is something that I'm not doing. Because thats that's all I'm feeding you right now. And you can hate it as much as you want to. But it's factual information that you can go look up yourself. And you talk about, like, this season alone, they put up 46.6 points per game in seven games against ranked opponents. Mike Bobo's offenses don't do that. And they haven't in a very long time. And to be honest with you, they didn't even do it when he was there at Georgia thriving from 2012 to 2014, only twice in the last eight years that he's been an OC have they averaged more than 30 points per game against a ranked opponent. Now where all of this will kind of also, I don't think all of it, but where you make it make an argument in favor of Bobo, this will be the only time in the history of him as an OC where he's going to have what now, um, I don't, like, I, don't understand, I don't understand what I'm supposed to say here, Tyler. I, I, just, I just don't get it.
0: No. Um, I mean, I think, I think the fans are, uh, in the chat are actually loving to see this side of you. Very well researched. Very well spoken. I mean, you're on fire right now.
1: I am. On, let me keep going. Let me take another sip of this, this bullet. Okay. Now, here's the positive news. Now, one thing that Mike Bubbo has never had. He's never had. He's never had. Um, broke. You post put that on the jumbotron. One thing that Bobo's never had, while being the OC at any stop during his career, okay, he's only had it one time in ten years, and that is a defense that's allowed less than twenty points per game. And and the only time he did it, it was nineteen point six, and that was twenty twelve, and Todd Grantham's unit had had only allowed nineteen point six points per game. To put that in perspective, I mean, twenty points per game may seem like. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Like, like that's not where the benchmark has ever been for a, a good defense is 20 points per game. And only once has he had a defense on the other side of his unit that's been – that sounds weird – that he's been able to give that's allowed less than 20 points per game, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. And, th- again, the only time they did it was that 2012 unit with, with Todd Grantham where it took nine NFL draft picks off that team – to give up less than 20 points, and they only gave up 19.6. So it wasn't like they are far off from the 20. 20 points per game under Kirby, I think it's happened one time. It won't happen again anytime soon. That defense and that defensive unit with him and Champ and all the five stars they have every single position, they will not be giving up anywhere close to that amount. That being said, so he will, he will be able to call plays, I think, with a lot more, like, you know, a lot less pressure. Right. A lot less like, you know, shouldering the blame and, and like and like having to put up constant points and stuff like that. But again, if we're going to sit here and talk about this being a great hire, it's not. Is it going to work? Absolutely it's going to work because Kirby's kid could call plays and it would work at this point. But like, it's let's not sit here and pretend that this is some like brilliant move from Kirby. Is it comfortable? Is it, does it make sense? Absolutely. It makes sense because it's comfortable. Is it comfortable because... It's it's kind of settling, yes, a thousand percent. In the same way that this is a logical pick, it's the, like to be your OC. It's the same thing as like every fucking AOPI their junior year of college. It's like you know what, Landon, who I've been dating for a year and a half, he seems like a safe logical pick, and his dad owns a State Farm agency. I'm gonna pick Landon, and I'm just gonna marry him as soon as I get done with college. That's all you're doing, like Kirby Smart, Georgia fans. You are you are Bridget. You are Bridget the fucking. Third year, fourth year AOpi from Brunswick, Georgia, who just doesn't want to move back home with her parents and not go back to after, after she graduates empty-handed or with something else not on her left left ring finger. Here ended the lesson.
0: Sire. <laughs> Another thing that's is not great for and, and this you couldn't have avoided whoever you had coming in, is that you're not only replacing Monkin, but you're also replacing your starting quarterback of the last couple of years, that's won two national championships. Right. So those two, whatever quarterback comes in, whether it's Carson Beck, the presumed favorite, Brock Vandergriff, or someone else, they're having to learn a whole new offense as well as have the pressure of replacing a two-time national champion. So, um, look, they have an easy schedule. They're going to have more talent than everyone on that schedule. So yep. we're not sitting here saying they're going to go 7-5. and five. I just No one's
1: saying that ever. Yep. No one has ever said that.
0: I think you probably got a a little bit of a... It should be an interesting start to the year. Moving on.
1: Wait, why is it an interesting start to the year?
0: Because brand new OC, brand new QB.
1: Who do they open with?
0: Probably like like Sam Martin State or something.
1: (laughs) They're opening with like like every fucking first and third name uh, university you can imagine. Sam Houston State. Incarnate Word. (laughs) Incarnate Word
0: um all right so notre dame a lot going on there in their search to replace tommy reese uh not sure why perception wise probably not great for them yeah but they've been all over the map and decided to essentially like elevate their tight end coach to be the oc right tell me a little bit more about this
1: please okay so So this is, this was kind of funny because to Notre Dame, obviously replacing Tommy Reese, who's a terrible hire and he will never succeed at Alabama, but Tommy Reese becomes the OC at Bama. And, and the funny part about this is that, that people said this was a lateral move like from, from Notre Dame. This is a lateral move for Tommy at best. Okay. Okay, sure. So, so they're, they're trying to figure out who they're going to hire. They look to Utah, the OC at Utah. And I can't remember his name at the time. Of course, because I've had one too many bullets and I, I can barely breathe right now. His name of, is
0: Andy Ludwig.
1: I hate that Andy Ludwig. Dude. Sounds like he owns an auto shop. What's he? <laughs> sounds like he owns a body shop. Come on down to Ludwig's. <laughs> Find imported cars. Um. Anyway, so Andy Ludwig, who who can do a. I great think I've, job. it sounds
0: like he he like fixes pianos or he tunes them.
1: Andy Ludwig. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. And if you hey guys, Andy Ludwig here. here
0: you got one of the you trying to tickle the ivories and coming up short. <laughs> why don't you come on down to the shop and I'll get over there in your house and fix those keys.
1: I bet whoever whoever came up with tickle the ivories was a real fucking creep. I mean, like a real fucking creep. Look at that man over there just tickle just tickling them little little white little white bones. Tickling the ivories. <laughs>
0: uh so yeah so they were gonna get Andy ludwig and they essentially didn't want to pay his buyout from utah which was 2.8 million dollars right
1: not 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 that they didn't want to so so basically backtrack here for a second let me tell you another thing about bank bobo no i'm kidding so this thing with andy ludwig he he comes in he's there for a weekend and and i think on the service level you're like oh man utah's oc love that because they were able to put up a lot of points over the past few years and you see him kind of getting these these like games with like programs that that almost only had offense right like usc um kind of like ohio state who didn't play a lot of defense at least when it came to the game against georgia um or like i shouldn't say that because georgia's offense is really good it's kind of undermining how great they were but like basically they were able to get into these games against high scoring offenses and have a lot of success um and you look at the Rose Bowl last year. Look at again, like the pac championship game this year. So Utah, Utah's OC goes to South Bend for the weekend. They go to a hockey game together, and they come back like on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, whatever it was. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to hire this guy. This is who I want. I've seen him tickle the ivories. I want that on my butt." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the clip right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. So so he uh, he. Like, they, 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 he goes to his AD and he's like, All right, listen, I want to hire this guy. AD's like, Oh, I that bet buyout though, $2.8 million can't do it, bro. And he's like, What? What do you mean? Like, two, I've said this for years money is not real in college football. And maybe what I should have rephrased it as is like, Money in the SEC is not real, or money at Texas is yeah. not real, because apparently money is very real. in in Notre Dame they are feeling just the 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 weight of Biden's economy um all upon that belt. now
0: now you, but seriously now you know why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame because I would say Notre Dame is when you think of powerhouse schools I think Notre Dame ranks ahead of LSU now it ranks ahead of everyone right it it ranks number one
1: like yes yes but
0: the new age of college football, money is king. I mean, right. always has been to a, to an extent, but now that it's all legal, it ha- it is more than ever. And this is a this is a stain on Notre Dame mm-hmm. perception wise.
1: Notre stain.
0: I feel really bad for Marcus Freeman because it's like this is probably what Jimbo Fisher was feeling at Florida State. Like even though they 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 were you know giving him plenty of resources, he felt like they just weren't backing him totally monetarily and ended up leaving. And this is just not only is it affecting who they had to hire, but, or or this situation, but now it affects who you're going to hire because now the perception is that you're cheap.
1: Right. Hold
0: on. And so, you know, I I don't know how good Andy Ludwig is. I mean, Utah's offense is fine, but you know, this basically put out into the open that they're not willing to pay a $2.8 million buyout, which is, Literally a drop in the bucket for any SEC school. Anyone. Yeah.
1: But oh, there's a dog. This pepper. What's up, dog? What up, dog? What's up, pepper? All right. So here's the deal. Uh, yeah, like all of that looks bad. And I think it's like a really bad look in terms of like the perception of like like the stability of your of your program. Because like if you look from like a, a, a standpoint of um like the best brands, Notre Dame is number one
0: yeah
1: i'd say it's notre dame and then either bama ohio state or texas is number two like i'm like maybe maybe usc i don't know like uh, but like notre dame is is clear-cut number one so it's kind of weird that they are not able to afford that um but it's also something it's like it's kind of i don't I just i feel like it's like justice man like 2.8 million like and here's the other thing too they could absolutely afford two point eight million dollars. Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? But then you also start—don't even think about it, Pat. You also start looking at some of the other stuff that's happened around that university. Like, shouldn't brought the dog in.
0: Yeah, that was a really bad idea.
1: Yeah. We um, start looking at the other stuff that's happened. Uh, look at that thing, though. Um, like, the the basketball coach just kind of quit mid year, and I don't know anything about that. I'm probably speaking out of my ass on that. Actually, I definitely am. Um, But yeah, Tommy Reese leaving and and all these things that were kind of like unexpected. And it's like, oh, well, now it kind of makes sense because like if this is really what's happening, it's just, you know, how do you not have you have your own fucking TV channel? Like you have your own TV network. How do you not have money?
0: Well, they've got plenty of it. I I don't maybe they're just not willing to compete at the highest level when it comes to that recruits and everything. I mean, I just it's very confusing. It's like
1: a self-realization thing that I would love to actually if they had because like if the whole thing was actually, you know what, we just know that we're not that good and we're not gonna be able to compete at that level, then it's like, all right, I kind of respect that. Yeah. yeah how- So
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens in Notre Dame next year. Uh I don't know that promoting their tight end coach. Oh yeah. Was the move.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Um you wanna talk about these new rules? do you want to talk about college basketball?
0: No, don't want to talk about college basketball. Why? I don't think there's been any big games recently.
1: God, you're stupid.
0: Uh, let's talk the new rules real quick because there are some interesting ones here. And I think a couple that, you know, are totally going to really change the game. I mean, the first one is kind of funny. Like, they're they're considering basically taking away consecutive timeouts to ice kickers and yeah. not letting there be untimed down to the end of quarters. So that's mildly interesting. I don't really think it is. The bigger one to me... Um, is they're trying to shorten the game and it, so it is true that is like if, if game. It, what's that the whole
1: point is to shorten the game
0: yeah exactly so which is every
1: it, by the way just real real quick yeah that's every sport that's happening right now they're because yeah, our attention spans are shit what's that
0: our attention like everyone's attention spans is getting shorter and shorter right. because of if you think about like what social media does well it's like eight second videos like the vines the like so people want all of their stuff in short little clips. And so baseball's done this I'm now.
1: Against,
0: college football. It's just a fact that college football games are a lot longer than NFL games. Yeah. And so I think they're gonna they're going to try to get to a point where the NFL is where the clock keeps going on first downs. Like it's not gonna you're not gonna get that first down unless it's under a certain amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these, and then I think did I see that like they're considering con- continuing to run the clock even when there's like incom- incomplete. Yeah, so I'm gonna read. I'm
1: gonna read them off to you real quick. And by the way, just just real quick, I, I know that somebody said we need Tommy Reese verse. Um, oh God. Versus Mike. We're, are we doing this? Stats. Well, it was, in, it was in the thing, and I don't want to deprive anybody. We we're not gonna do that. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. You would never want to do I will, that. I will tell you this: that um, it took a very long time for Mike Bobo to average over 400 yards of offense with the the athletes that he had there and 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 when you look at like 2009 when he averaged like 360 yards per game with the athletes that he had I don't I just don't want to hear anything about Tommy Reese different like like here's here's I guess here's the bottom line I can tell you any amount of stats that you want to hear and I just did this for an extended extended period of time about Tommy or about um Mike Bobo and I did it a couple weeks ago about about Tommy Reese and there's videos that I put up on STS YouTube that I implore you to go check out I'm not gonna do shit like that anymore. When I know that, like the 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 takeaway is just going to be more of the same. Well, I'm gonna find another excuse because you're not saying the stuff I agree with. Is that fair? Like, I mean, is that fair? All right, back to the rule changes. Here's the rule changes: proposed CFP rule changes that they're trying to do. There's four of them. One, prohibit consecutive timeouts, like Tao said. uh, When that comes at the end of games, you're trying to ice a kicker. Two. No longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the, the, penalty, if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. I'm going to read all these, and we'll go, we'll go back through them. Three, clock will continue to run after the offense gains a first down except inside two minutes and a half. Now we're venturing into like, hey, let's just make it the NFL because we're out yep. of ideas. Four, clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. So here's what I'm gathering out of all of this. Is we want the games to be shorter, but we want all that to happen without having to sacrifice any of the things that make us money. Like any of the things that would be more beneficial to a fan. Like, you know, like, like we've watched one of the things that's been different about NFL and college for the entirety of my lifetime first downs, the clock stops. We're not gonna do that anymore. You've already changed it up a little bit too, where it's like if you go out of bounds at yeah. some point, and I don't really even know how to explain that rule. No, like at no point in any of these rules did you say what we were all hoping you'd say, which is, "Hey CBS, maybe don't go to fucking forty-seven timeouts and commercial breaks in the second quarter of every single game." Fair. Maybe ESPN. Wouldn't this lead
0: people... to? Wouldn't this lead to less commercial breaks, though?
1: I doubt it, because that's what makes the money.
0: I know, but uh, what I'm game thinking game. is, like, if if you're just like if the clock's not stopping, right? Really, ever.
1: Here, here's here's my biggest thing. Is number two, yeah. The clock's not stopping ever. You're gonna have what they what they'll end up doing, Tyler, is just doing what they do in college basketball, which is, hey, like we're gonna have commercial breaks inside of every ten and five minutes, like instead of like every sixteen, the under twelve, the under eight, the under four timeout, like that's what they'll end up doing because they're they're not going to stop making money and they're not gonna want to stop making money, like which is fucking stupid because, like. Like, all the all the stuff they're doing is not for the fans, and that's what bothers me the most, is that they're not doing any of this for the fans' sake. They're doing it for their own sake. Um, yeah, the new overtime rules, those kind of suck. Uh, somebody, somebody said maybe they should yeah, run the clock the entire game and just add stoppage time at the end. I think that's... Just, yeah, arbitrary
0: stoppage time that no one really knows when it starts, when it ends. Dude,
1: well, they did a better job of it this past, um, what do you call it? this past uh World World Cup. Cup. i don't know if you noticed that I, I was actually very impressed with that part but like but this is this is when i when i was reading through this this is when i knew it was like oh this isn't about gameplay at all this is just about hey we're just gonna make sure we're still protect, protecting our nest egg right um no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty how how much time are you saving there tyler
0: Oh, that doesn't – yeah, I, that just seems very nitpicky. It's like they're trying to find any avenue. To, it's like it's, they're desperate to make it short.
1: Like, okay, Willie Gray, me up on this too. And, and this is I'll, – I'll give out a specific example that I know that me and Willie were both present for. The Georgia-Tennessee game. It's early on the game, and Georgia has all the momentum in the world. Or, and, and I'm just saying this one specific game. This happens everywhere. But early on, or even late, but it's, it happens a lot early in games when it's like you've got all the momentum in the world you get a big turnover you get something else and it's a change of possession right and maybe you punt somebody deep and you're just sitting there and you immediately look and I don't know how many times you do this as a fan now but I do it all the time where instead of being like all right like what's <coughs> like you know what like what's the next play like what are we going to come out in defensive formation like you know like can we we got them back to the one my immediate thought as a, a fan is to Find out where the where the fucking guy in the orange vest is and see if he's holding up the sign that says two minutes and 30 seconds or two minutes and 45 seconds for the timeout, the TV timeout. Like, are we immediately and almost more like I want to say something more often than not? It's like 80% of the time, that guy just starts fucking mosing out on the field, and you never see that guy waved off. You never see a yeah. guy like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's just kind of stupid and it pisses me off because it's like you're not doing any of this for the fans man and you're not doing it for the sake of the game now I will tell you this if you
0: well we've, we we well, but we like jumped that shark a long time ago it feels like right right i mean they they've gone over the last 5 years if it's never been more obvious that really the whole goal here is to make as much money for the tv networks as possible right. i mean it's just what it's become and it's unfortunate but
1: i mean like nowhere in any of this where you know where the number one where's the number one place that you think they could probably cut cut some time off in a game
0: well things that actually make sense because of course you could go to less commercial but i mean that's never gonna happen yeah right right um let's see i mean i could see i could see what i don't get the incompletion one that that one seems stupid but i could see doing like the nfl does and not having the clock stop on first downs
1: you know what I would say? There's a tangible place that you could start right now today. Um, all reviews have to be done in under two minutes.
0: Yeah. Unless Cause, it's cause like it, a championship game or something where it right. has to be. Yeah. I don't right. know. Yeah. That's... I think
1: that's a really good caveat to have in there. But like.
0: Yeah.
1: All. Hey, get out of there. Hold on. I'm going to tell her to get out. Um, mm-hmm. all, all reviews have to be done within two minutes. Because we've already seen how often they get them wrong anyway. Even after the review. Get out of there
0: yeah yeah. Um, definitely strange, but uh, we'll see. I mean, these haven't even actually been approved yet though, so we're waiting still to hear if this is going to be approved and if it's going to be modified for the 2023 season. So yeah, um, we'll see. Should we get to fat fleets fat fat fleets?
1: I feel like we had one more, didn't we? Or we don't? No, we're done. Athletes? all right. Okay, so this is a fun. this is a fun thing. We're not going to argue with anybody. We're not going to yell at anybody. Tomorrow's Fat Tuesday dog is very upset it's nice to have a dog upset again i can't
0: hear it so don't worry about it
1: um tomorrow's fat tuesday okay i i love fat tuesday like i love new year's eve in terms of i eat so much and because i'm like telling myself i'm like i'm gonna get in shape tomorrow bro start tomorrow
0: diet diet starts tomorrow bro
1: diet starts tomorrow um why do you love fat tuesday so much because i like i'm not i'm not super religious but i love lent I love lamp. Okay. All right. Um, so what are some things you've given up for Lent?
0: I haven't really observed Lent in a while, Chris. Uh, I think maybe sodas one year.
1: Yeah, I'm big on that.
0: I don't really drink sodas anymore, though, so I can't give that up.
1: It's always the same thing for me. One thing I'm not going to mention. Um And... Then- <laughs> <laughs> it's always like diet coke and dr pepper for me yeah that's it yeah um but that's twitter today, I, I'm, I'm twitter but I'm, I'm i'm bringing this back because it's something that i think that you have forgotten and i'm gonna get a little bit emotional when i bring it up oh god okay Do you know what today is you know what this episode is is
0: this two our two-year anniversary
1: two-year anniversary dude
0: beep 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 beep
1: um i will say it's a little bit past like the actual date yeah it is. Aside, i remember we
0: recorded after the super bowl that the bucks won
1: yeah um things were very different back then i was still of course little, we
0: did like we recorded after the super bowl was over it was so fucking late whatever
1: yeah <laughs> um anyway so i know we joke around a lot i know i argue with willie gray and even though i love him to death but we really are super thankful for all you guys that tune into this each and every week. Thankful for the ones that tune in once a week or once every couple of weeks. Yeah, um, for sure. means the world. We're so happy. I can't believe that I get to wake up at the butt crack of noon and do <laughs> <laughs> all the things that we get to do um, uh, with you guys. So we really are super appreciative of that and, and hope you guys have enjoyed it. And there's only only bigger and better things to come from now on. So and literally speaking of bigger, yeah, fat athletes,
0: fat athletes. And w- yes, we've very much appreciate you guys tuning in. We've got a very loyal crew that listens to us yeah. every episode. We've got people that tune in every once in a while. Um, either way, we hate the off season like you guys, yeah, and we of- love going through the season with you. So appreciate you tuning in. So let's get to our list of favorite fat athletes.
1: Okay, I I mean, number one, I think it's very obvious. But I'll say I'll say for number, I we don't have to do like a ranking. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with honorable mention because I okay. don't think that this guy's a very good athlete. But I find myself steady being amazed and also disappointed with with people that marvel at him, <laughs> and that's fucking Babe Ruth.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah.
1: Like, babe, like th- I, I will stand by this. Connor hated when I said it. Tom Tom, uh, Hart did not when I said it on ESPN that one time when I did the stand-up bit about uh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, for
0: the Korean baseball?
1: Yeah. Like five that was a morning. weird
0: time when like we were all watching Korean baseball at 3 a.m. to just get we're a game. A
1: yeah, it was a weird time. <laughs> like, this is all we had. This is yeah. all we had. We had no sports. It was God, like, that sucked. That was the worst, dude. Um, no, so I will say... I will say that I, um, I don't. I just, I still maintain to this day that I could have been a professional baseball player, as average as I was, even playing Division Two baseball in 2006 and seven. I could have been a professional baseball player in the thirties or twenties. I just, I know I could have. But what I, what I get amazed at is like it's a, it was a softball that they were playing with. It wasn't like it was a okay. hard baseball like now.
0: Okay. But no, I'm going. I'm just don't I'm, doubt me on this. I'm tracking you.
1: Okay. So it's like a softball they're playing with. So the fact that Babe Ruth was able to hit that many home runs is fucking astounding. Because, like, like the fences weren't, like, it wasn't like now where Yankee Stadium's like, oh, right field is, like, 314 feet. Like, fucking Yankee Stadium sucks. Um, I hate, I fucking hate the Yankees so much. But, like, <laughs> I, I really do. But, like, so, so like like, the short porch in right, There's like home runs that'll be hit that that will be hit nowhere else in in all of baseball, right? Right. Um, That being said, like back in the day, it was like, all right, well, right field's gonna be 432 feet. It's like what, (laughs) (laughs) as far as the wind blows. (laughs) Um, And I also don't know why anybody, everyone talked like that.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not very like great look to talk like that, and yet everyone thought it was. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, see, I
1: don't. I also don't. I just assumed it was always cold. In the olden days, yeah. Until like seven years ago. Like it wasn't like like the thoughts of seasons never occurred to me until like I was thirty. Like that's, like the well, seasons were thing. always a thing. Because you watch stuff in black and white, right? Right. And you're like, Well, why would why would all those why would all those gents go down there to see those dames outside? Those, those
0: whippers snappers back in 32.
1: Like everyone was wearing a three piece suit, and it was like a thousand fucking degrees. And they
0: all had a top hat.
1: And you know they weren't—they <coughs> all had a top hat. You know they weren't washing those on a consistent basis,
0: right? Like and
1: I bet I bet that entire stadium smelled like shit.
0: Oh yeah, they didn't even have washing machines back then. They're they're no. hanging stuff out on, you know, clothes. Are you your socks? Yep. God, it seems like an awful time. They're probably churning butter when they get back.
1: Oh, out of the clothes they had. Imagine sure. how much I would have sweat back then. Like if like, think about this. Think about if I went back in time and still had my Adderall prescription and then was like, n- like no, just no deodorant. You're just sweating for fucking profusely for, for, for years.
0: That'd All right. So, so Babe Ruth, honorable mention. Ruth, let's get, Ruth, let's, let's get through this. The, the listeners are dropping off at a fierce pace. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Uh, my honorable mention. I don't like him, but. The guy in my background right now... You don't Vince like him, he was in Miami? Yeah, he went to Miami. Yeah. That dude is an absolute monster. Yeah. And he moved like he was a slightly bigger monster, or less big monster. Like The dude's uh, athleticism was off the charts for as big as he was. So I'll go oh Vince Um, How
1: about Tony Gwynn?
0: He was pretty fat, and he was like the best hitter ever.
1: Tony Gwynn, just the whitest dude of all time. He's like E-40. Like the, the rapper E-40. They sound like, they, they sound, if you ever listen to an E-40 song and you don't think it's like a fucking white guy promoting a car sale, like I don't even know where else to go from there. Um, But yeah, Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn was like, okay, hold on. Somebody put this in the comments and I'm getting, I'm getting ADD here, but I'm, I'm being serious. Bam Bam Bigelow? Were Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader not the same person? I don't They weren't, were, were they? I don't didn't know, know who Bam, Bam Bam Bigelow is. is. What?
0: Did you not watch wrestler? wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just don't I, no, I never really watched wrestling. Yeah, I know. I was weird like that. Did you see Major Payne? The movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was the white dad that, that Major Payne beat up. The big big guy with the tattoo of the flames on his head. Oh. Uh, they were not the same person. Okay.
0: Okay, no. all, all right. right. So
1: great, Tony Gwendo. he he hit like he was the NL batting champ like eight times in his 19-year career, which is fucking stupid.
0: Uh, if we're gonna stick baseball, um, I'll go. Let's go current. Dan Vogelbach.
1: Who's that? Give me he's a picture. This dude
0: on the Mets. He is the he is huge. He actually went to Florida. Um, I'll, I'll bring up a picture, but he's. One hundred percent got to be the fattest guy in the MLB right now. Um, and oh, probably,
1: he's like five eight. He's like fat, fat.
0: He's really fat. um Let me see if I can find. It. I mean, this dude's this dude's tummy is just sticking out. <laughs> His <of there>.
1: tummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have. A, you no longer have a stomach at this point. You have a tummy.
1: Look at that little tom tom. All right. Well, I, CeCe's a bathy is good. CeCe Sabathia
0: is is good. Bartolo Colon is probably my favorite.
1: There's some okay. So I I'm gonna say this. Jordan Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. He's fat, fat.
0: Yeah, he's really, really fat.
1: You know what I like about him is that he he hasn't. He's like a typical baseball player, though. So where it's like, he, I don't think if you if you asked him, I don't think he would be like, yeah, I'm fat. Look at you know, that. I, that that is. Click on the picture. Make it bigger. That's a share
0: uh what well, does that guy it.
1: that he is he is like one subway sandwich away from being a fucking professional softball player and and just raking
0: look at that underbite dude oh, that, that that could be bubble gum but we're gonna go with underbite
1: yeah no, that's an underbite for sure um okay so i'll tell you that um this next one who, who did i just say
0: cc C. sabathia
1: no, that's not that's not how I was gonna go with. I think what I about said, David Ortiz. David Ortiz is fucking great. Yeah. And he's, he's on steroids. I, now, okay, I'm gonna go with somebody said Cecil Fielder Senior and Junior. Now I'm pretty gonna fat go, duo. Kane Dickey is my favorite audience member of the week. So Kane, appreciate you being here. What's up, Herman Brown? Um foot long steak and cheese. Tyler, can I tell you right now that I used to eat two of those before every fucking game my senior year? Two. <laughs> dude
0: what is wrong with you
1: <laughs> I was a, I was a DH and I was like we gotta power up bro <laughs> um, two of those like that's, that's insane okay so I will say Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder and now and the reason why is this people don't think of Prince Fielder as like as a great athlete but here's why he's amazing in so many ways one when he was 12 years old he hit a ball out of Tiger Stadium like, not out of the whole stadium like Mark McGuire did, but he hit a um, he hit one out into the upper deck when he was 12 years old. Now, the upper deck hung over the lower deck at Old no, Tiger Stadium. He like he did old a Tiger stadium.
0: home run in the mobi park.
1: It was 325 feet. And yeah. It absolutely was. It would have been a home run in any major league park besides, I don't know, the fucking polo grounds. Like, it was it was a legit home run. He was 12, though. I'm sure he was yeah. using a metal bat. Crazy. But when he was a senior, he ran a 6'8". Which is like the equivalent of like running like a 46 40. Hell yeah. And he was 260 pounds. He got up to 280 pounds. And the reason why that's impressive. Now I weighed 270 two years ago. Think about that. Yeah. Two years ago, I weighed 273 pounds. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, but why that's insane is that he was vegan. He was like, he was like a he didn't eat meat. He didn't eat. Whatever else vegans don't eat, he was like a vegetarian and a vegan. Okay. How much shit do you have to eat to weigh two hundred eighty pounds if you're only eating healthy stuff?
0: Well, I mean, do do vegans eat like candy?
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> eating a lot of candy. Yeah, dude. Um. I don't know. I mean, I guess like, (laughs) like, I mean, can you imagine
0: it's in the chat?
1: You you imagine being 280 pounds and then like, like if I was as fat as I was and then people were like, bro, like you're big. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't like thing about me is I don't eat meat. Be like, it's like he was being like him being fat was almost more impressive than him being an athlete.
0: Yeah. That's that's a fair point. Uh, how about so? People have said Jared Lorenzen, obviously great pat, one. athlete. We're get yeah. There. yeah, yeah. Uh, John Daly, of course. A lot of these are SEC guys. Vogelback. John Daly, uh,
1: Arkansas. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Well, let's let's pay tribute oh, to the Jordan two girls. Davis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Another, another SEC guy. Eight forty. That's incre- That's incredible.
0: Uh. All right. Let's end it with Jared Lorenzen here. Yeah. Just pay tribute to the goat. I mean, honestly, some of the pictures later in his career, like when he was in like the CFL or whatever, are very disturbing to, to look at. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm being honest.
1: His, well, and hey, RIP, by
0: the way, I don't think he's alive anymore.
1: He's not. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, okay. So that one river monster uniform wasn't doing him any favors.
0: No, I'm pulling you, it up
1: now. You got to look it up. So I'm pulling it up. I used to have this. There used to be this bit that we did. I think we closed this one time a couple years back. And it was it was this guy named Daryl Carroll that I used to do. My
0: God. My I mean this is like he's like
1: what's crazy about this is that he he probably weighed, I think they listed him (laughs) at like 360 pounds. And you know damn well that they were lying by a good 60 pound. Like I lie dude, about my weight all the time.
0: The QB uh, thing on his arm is looks so small.
1: <laughs> he's got a he's got a Tamagotchi <laughs> on his fucking arm that is like the play sheet. I mean, oh, Jesus, like, he was dude. huge. He was, but like, but him at him at Kentucky, God, that was such such good theater, and it was so much fun to watch, and and it's like. Yeah, he was over four hundred pounds easy. I tell you, what, some other honorable mentions: Uh thicker, the thicker kicker, Melvis from from uh, Mizzou is a good one. That fat black kicker from uh, the oh, punt, Georgia Tech the from Georgia Tech, number twenty one. Yeah. Um yeah. but no, the, the Lorenzo thing. He was just. I think there's like very few times in in the history of sports in general, but especially in the history of SEC football. And like I joke around about this all the time, but like I. I ran SDS social media in 2020 and it was awful. And it was, it's a year of like politics and race and and like how how divisive and dividing everything was. Mm -hmm. There are very few times in sports or in any time when one person is so universally loved no matter who he plays for. And Jared Lorenzen was one of those guys. And it is like, it's a shame that he passed away so early, especially with how young his son is. But he was a guy that's like, and it wasn't just it wasn't just like, hey man, this guy's fat. It's funny to watch. Watch this. It's it's not no. like the it's not like the hangover. It's like, haha, it's funny because he's fat. Yeah. It's right. like it's it was awesome to watch because he was so actually talented at that size. And you know, it's but yeah, that that Daryl Carroll thing when it was like we did this thing where we recorded. This guy basically who was like the joke, like the, the premise was he was, he had different jobs throughout the SEC at different times. And at one point he was the, the on-field nutritionist uh, for Jared Lorenzen. And so we're talking about going through like the sixth, this is like a made up character Tyler. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so Jeez. I was talking about like going into like the sixth overtime against Ole Miss in that game against two thousand in two thousand two, where he goes to like seven overtimes, and and the whole premise was like, I remember sitting there, and we go to third overtime, and I I look in his eyes and I I knew I knew right then, fajitas he he needed fajitas, so I called Chili's and I got I got some fajitas delivered. They were it was a Saturday night, so they're sitting there and they're I mean. Way behind schedule, right? They're, they're they're delivering all over all over Lexington area,
0: and it was buy one get one that night. Now it you got to remember it. that. And,
1: and so as this is happening, then it's like they they end up losing, and you saw he's like, I saw that I saw that last that last pass, and it, it gets deflected, and it falls to the ground. And you could hear a pin drop. You you couldn't hear anything in that entire stadium, except for the sizzling of those fajitas that just came at the worst possible timing.
0: Um <laughs> and then he just went ahead and ate him after the game anyway yeah. so you know
1: <laughs> but no r.i.p jared lorenzen yeah. an sec great a, a college football great we gotta we gotta always remember too that we gotta start doing stuff in the offseason that's not just sec related I, I always forget that
0: yeah we do but that's all the time we have tonight we appreciate you guys tuning in um we will see you guys next monday remember
1: yeah Please tell your friends about every a show. monday
0: tell your friends about a show
1: All right, we're out. Peace. All right, love you guys. Bye.